Up everyone, this is the Buffalo Blitz Wednesday night. I'm your host, Peter DiBiase, as you see me fidgeting with my mic, trying to get everything ready. I know we usually start at 8 p.m. You guys are used to my 8 p.m. Eastern time, but I had some school things to do. You gotta, I'm still in school. I'm a senior in college, so I'm a college kid, so I, gotta, I had to get some things done. So we're starting at 8.30 tonight. We'll go back to 8 o'clock uh, from now on. <coughs> Excuse me, as always. Um... But yeah, we'll run to about nine thirty. We're gonna be uh, we're gonna be talking about the Bills' uh, tough loss to the Vikings on Sunday. We'll preview guys the Browns game as always. We'll give you our Picasso's Pizza Player of the Game. Make sure you check us out on Facebook. This is where if you're watching, that is awesome. YouTube is also where we get our live shows as well. New YouTube channel, um, link and everything. Twitter and Instagram. And you guys want to follow me on Twitter? That would be awesome at DBIC Peter. Without further ado, we're gonna bring on our guest. Prime time Adam, Buffalo sports writer for A to Z, former member of Built in Buffalo, as we miss you, man, but appreciate you coming back on to the program. Absolutely. I love it. Uh, prayers up for Buffalo right now. I, I know that there's a nasty snowstorm coming, but I'm excited to jump back into it and talk some Bills football. Yeah, guys, as always, you can find us everywhere Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube. Um, BuffaloNews.com. And as always, this program turns into a podcast tomorrow morning. If you guys missed the episode, you can always rewatch it. But if you don't want to rewatch it here and you want to watch it on or want to listen to it, you can go to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast. But Adam, before we get into obviously the Bills lost to the Vikings, but the Browns game as well, where can we where can we find your social media, your work, all that fun stuff? Yeah, so uh, at Adam Zintek3, you can follow me on Twitter, Primetime Adam. Uh, and then you can go to a to z sports.com. Uh, our website covers, I think, 13 NFL teams right now, a bunch of college teams. Uh, but I write predominantly for the Bills, obviously. Um, so if you go to there, um, typically I put them on my Twitter, Facebook, same thing, spell my name the right way, Adam Zintek. Um, But yeah, you can see all my content there. Tell me that my opinions are wrong and that you hate the Bills. And I'll say thank you very much. And we'll work on the next one. Yeah, as always, guys, comment section is is popping. Or not, it could be popping. Let's get it popping, guys. It's going to be popping. Jim's coming in. Jim's, as always, part of the program. <laughs> I think last week was the first time me and Jim ever disagreed on uh, a topic. So, hey, it's fun. All love and fun and war, whatever the saying is. Um, But, Adam, we're going we're gonna to start with this. Ooh, you know what? I forgot something. Our sponsor of the show. I'm all flabbergasted. I'm all I'm all over the place right now. But guys, Picasso's Pizza for the best pizza in Buffalo. It's got to be Picasso's. Every night is pizza night. We'll give you guys our Picasso's player of the game about halfway through the show, as always. But without we got the business out of the way. Is something wrong with Josh Allen? 
I mean, it depends on who you ask, right? Uh, if you ask pretty much any national pundit or anybody that's not a fan of the Buffalo Bills, they're going to say that the world is on fire. Uh, Josh Allen is a fluke. Uh, two is the best quarterback in the AFC East. Um, no, nothing's wrong with Josh Allen except for a sprained UCL uh, that he's battled with before. And we saw um, in his rookie year after he sprained his UCL or, sorry, whatever injury he had, he had a few pretty rough games. Um Right now, Josh Allen uh, through uh, nine games, is it? Eight games, uh, the six and two, six and three. Uh, nine, through, nine, nine. Through nine, nine, nine games, nine. Josh Allen has 10 interceptions. The world's on fire. Everything's broken. Oh, my goodness, he's done. Um, last year, Patrick Mahomes through nine games had 10 interceptions. Um, I don't really remember uh, everyone saying that Mahomes is washed. The world's over. They're not going to make the playoffs. Um, Josh Allen's fine. Uh, aside from some boneheaded plays that was reminiscent of 2018, Josh Allen, he's a franchise quarterback. He's got a cannon of an arm. We're going to be fine. Josh is okay. He will be okay. We will bounce back. And now the next game with 79 feet of snow estimated might not be the game where Josh Allen throws for 450 yards, six touchdowns and no interceptions, but Josh is okay. He is fine. Yeah, look, I'm not the one to overreact. Look, was Sunday's loss heartbreaking? Yeah, was it fun to be on the losing end of that? No. Do we ever want to be losing games? No. Do we have a concern within the division? Potentially. We will get to that. That's our next next topic, talking about the Vikings game, obviously, um, because the division is kind of, kind of crowded at the moment. I don't think anything's wrong with Josh Allen. Look. Stats from last game, 29 for 43, 330 yards, 7.7 yards per pass, one touchdown, obviously two interceptions, and a QBR of 69 and a pass rating of 78.6. I think there's a problem with Josh Allen in the red zone. I think there's something going on with him in the red zone. Is it is it play calling? Because we've seen I've seen Ken Dorsey get a lot of hate, a lot of hate this week. And I've also seen, we posted my show on Facebook to get everyone ready for the show. The first comment is, Sean McDermott has to go. And I was like, oh boy, this could be a long show potentially. Ooh. I was like, oh boy, do I even want to do this? Because I'm not, we're, not do, we're not going down that uh, rabbit hole. Because if you want Sean McDermott gone. Um, Who do you want? We'll get, Who do you we'll, want we'll, though? Go, go get Chain Gailey back. Or Rex I think Ryan. Rex Ryan's probably. Yeah, Doug Marone is available. Chain yeah. Gailey is, might be available somewhere. Um Mario Levy still can maybe. Yeah, there was that petition a few years ago where fans were trying to get Levy to come back. Do you remember that? Right before no, McDermott, fans no, were trying to get Levy. I do not. Yeah, fans are crazy, um, and we're fans too. At the end of the day, that that's what we are. Um, but yeah, if you're, I think the Bills have a problem with their play calling. I think if there's something, there's something missing in the sense that. They're being a little too reliant on Josh Allen. And I've I've come to terms with sometimes where I say, like, they're cute. This is my biggest thing when I watch Bills games. I'm like, don't get too cute in the red zone. Don't be flashy. Don't do the wrong thing. You have too much talent, so you don't have to make up for that talent. Some teams in this league have to get fancy, have to call design plays, have to try to catch the defense off guard because they don't have enough talent. The Bills are not in one of those teams. But sometimes they get too cute, and sometimes they rely on Josh Allen. Sometimes just hand the ball off to Devin Singletary. And then if it doesn't work two plays or one play, go past the ball. But you got to try it. And a couple goal line, like the the beginning of the or the um, the one he threw the interception with, obviously the fourth and two. 
he had to throw that ball, right? You had you're, you're not taking a sack there. Obviously, it's fourth down. You got to you got to do something with it. And the problem is the plays leading up to that were not the best. They have to sometimes run the ball. And obviously, if that if you went back and watched, and I did, I went back and watched the all twenty two film, not the whole thing. Obviously, I don't got time for that. Um, the Gabe Davis though, the last play of the game, the 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 loss, the, the game that ended. The, he had Gabe Davis, like he had a man beat. Gabe Davis had. Uh, Pat Pete beat. I also think Gabe Davis kind of ran a lazy route. I thought Gabe Davis needed to be a little more tighter with the round. Gabe Davis kind of went, he had him and then kind of went up a little more. He kind of needed to stay as horizontal as the right word. Kind of like instead of just going fading up, he kind of needed to go a little tighter with his route. And that's how Pat Pete cut him off. Josh Allen makes it. If Josh Allen makes the throw that we think Josh Allen can make, that's a touchdown. And we're celebrating yeah. right now. And, I, like, I think, well, I think and nobody's talking about play calling. You know that, right? You, no, Adam, you no. know that. Right? If Josh Allen makes that touchdown pass, right? How many people are talking about play calling right now? Nobody. Oh, no. Nobody no. is talking about play calling. Not a single human being in Bill's Mafia are talking about Sean McDermott or play calling or anything of that stature. Or they're not even talking about what is wrong with Josh Allen. No. They're not. They're not. They're saying his elbow's fine. He's superhuman. I, I think you hit the nail on the head, though. My biggest concern right now is the red zone woes. Between the 20 and 20, man, we're cash money. Allen's magic. He yeah. can run for 40 yards on a scramble. He can throw on the run to Gabe Davis, Stefan Diggs. He, he's he's money. But in the red zone, we are really, really struggling right now. Um, an, another thing that, that hasn't been my most favorite thing in the world as a Bills fan, and I know that's expert English right there, um, <clears throat> Gabe Davis is is not – being super great right now. He was I mean, good look last at, game. He was good last game. He was he good last game. However, if you look at that crucial catch on the sideline that he bobbled, that if it would have been not during overtime and during regulation, that play is going to get overturned. That was a big, big, big play. Credit to the Bills for getting up there and getting a snap off. Yeah, because they knew. Yes. They knew. Somebody knew. Somebody knew on the sideline was like, yeah, he dropped that. Or even Gabe might have been like, yeah, I dropped that. I dropped that. I dropped that. Run a play. Run a play. So credit but to the, the, the credit previous to game, he had another play, two plays, one that hit his chest, ball fell to the ground in a crucial third down, and another play late in the game that he the just last, didn't The last catch play the of the game, the Jets, the, the last play of the game. And that was a tough, that's a tough catch, obviously, but Gabe Davis would be the first person to tell you he got to make that catch. So, yeah. yeah, I think the Bills have Bills have a red zone issue. They get, and look, red zone offense is probably the toughest form of offense in the National Football League because the field is so shrunk, like it's, the shrunk field. The defense doesn't have to go back as far. They, they can. They don't have to go that far back because obviously they go to the twenty to the to the goal line and then a little bit into and a handful like seven eight yards into the end zone. So there's not a lot of room back there for the Bills and the Bills are a big play offense. I think there's. I think there's a problem. I think the running game has to be involved in there. We saw and this resulted in a Devin single touchdown, but that James Cook run that he got he was foot out was at the one and he kind of reached and he didn't get in. Go back to James Cook. He's a dynamic guy in the backfield that can make a guy miss. Naeem Hines, get him involved in the offense. I don't want to hear. I really don't want to hear. Well, we're trying to work him in. What the heck? What do you mean? It's second. You're telling me the dude can't run a screen pass? You're telling me you can't be. Hey, Hines, you're going out. You're running a screen pass. Take the ball and go. If you don't, if you don't get was, it. Okay, last season, looking at it. Yeah. Who was one of the biggest threats in the red zone last season? Are we talking about a guy on the team right now or not on the yep. team? Dawson Knox. I I just haven't seen what a lot he, of red zone targets. Dawson Knox. Yeah. yeah. Like 
unstoppable. He was, he was one of Josh Allen's favorite targets. He got paid Buko money to be a, a really good tight end. I think he got top 10, maybe top five money. Um, and I just, I'm not seeing the targets there. Maybe it's other teams game planning to like, hey, this is Josh Allen's favorite target. Let's shut him down. Uh, but that's one thing that's been surprising. Yes, the complete and total abandonment of the run game. You need the run to set up the pass. You need, and Singletary, it's not like he was having a bad game. Dude was explosive. James Cook, when he was in, was explosive. It just, like you had pointed out, sometimes they rely too heavily on Josh Allen. Um, so when we do lose in heartbreaking fashion, it's very easy to point the finger at who was. It's a, it's a lazy take. It's a lazy take. It's a lazy yes. take. It's a very yeah. lazy take. Look, Hines in the passing game had one catch, get nine yards. I'm cool with, I think everybody. Everybody watching this, everybody in Bills Mafia will take a, every time you catch the ball for nine yards. I think that's pretty good. But, like, yeah, I thought Dawson Knox actually had a good game. He was four catches, 57 yards. We need more red zone targets. Red I, I zone targets. I mean, last season it would be, like, two targets, 15 yards, and a touchdown. Uh, yeah. Three targets, 15 yards, two touchdowns. Like, he was a red zone. Forget the yard. I want the touch. Year. I don't care about the yards in the, at the end of the game. I don't day. either. Um, Give me a tutty. I Look, at this point, you're coming to the point where start calling some QB runs. Um, we did I the first few weeks, I and Allen's a stud. And we went away from it. I look, I get it. I, I, I've, I was a big proponent of going away from it. I really was, and I'm going to admit it when I was potentially wrong because I think Allen's. We don't want Allen to get injured. Obviously, the season's over if Allen gets injured, and that's anybody's elite quarterback. Name any quarterback that has a chance to win the Super right now. Their quarterback goes down for the year. They're done. It's that simple. Um, so it's not just a Bills thing in that sense. That last drive in OT, what was Allen doing? Second running, and 10. Second and 10. Running the ball. We're just running the ball. And like, I think we need to get Josh Allen to start running the ball. Design runs. Let him lower his shoulder. I don't care anymore. You got to win games. We're at the point where you got to win games. And we're talking about a game on Sunday that – and I also – the snow impact on the Sunday game, we'll get into that. I don't think it's as bad as people are thinking because I've kind of seen some things. Like it's not going to snow on Sunday really until like it's going to stop and they're going to get the snow off the field. I think the wind's probably the bigger thing. 20 to 30 mile per hour wind is probably where we have to be more worried about. But there's no way. Isn't to... that why you draft Josh Allen, though? Yeah. Can't yeah, have an arm yeah. so we can no. rip through oh. the wind? Oh, if, if you don't, if there's no, if the snow's cleared and there's wind, if, if you don't think they're throwing the ball, you're out of, you're out of your mind. Well, you're and two, if you remember the Colts game, the infamous, the yeah. legendary Shady McCoy yeah. rushing touchdown overtime game. 2017. Uh, Nathan Peterman threw a touchdown to Calvin Benjamin in that no. game the yeah. way that it was. We're fine. Josh Allen will be able to throw the football. I don't think. I also. I'm reading reports that like the snow, like it's gonna be cleared by then. Like it's not gonna be snowing. So and we'll. You're not gonna know until Sunday morning. And who cares at that point? But hopefully everyone is okay in Buffalo. But yeah, look. I think you need more red zone targets. You got to run the ball. And if I know everyone, if you're on Twitter, have seen this photo, um, of that second and ten play in OT, and he had Singletary. And look, maybe there was guys down the guy right in front of Singletary. I don't know. I didn't go back. Like, I think he needs some. I've said this so many times, needs to take what the defense has given him. On that draw, every time we've succeeded this season, and especially in the Vikings game, he just lets the defense do its thing and then finds his open guy. Yep. He forced that pass where he didn't need to force it. Fourth and 10, he throws that. I guess you live with it, I guess, because you're like, okay, okay. You got to make a play. Like the fourth and two interception, you have to make a play. I'm not living with that second and 10 because – that's an unacceptable th- ball to throw, even though he had Gabe Davis. That's the thing. He had Gabe Davis. The Probably the most upsetting part about all of it is 
us as Bills fans, if 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 you're a Bills fan who's been longer than a Bills fan for for their entire lives in their in their 20s or 30s or 40s, you've seen a lot of bad football. You've seen a lot of heartbreaking defeats. It seems like these past few seasons, yeah, yes, yes, these past few seasons, it seems as though every single greatest regular season game, greatest postseason game, one of the best games ever, we're on the losing side of all of them. Um, and it's just really disheartening because those are the games they decide to like make commercials about like the Hale Murray. Um, and then they, it's just, it's, that's the worst part about it is just how much we see on our feeds of teams beating us in just the most heartbreaking, but like amazing game fashion. You want to hear something's funny. I went on. So my mom, obviously she's not a Bills fan, but she like supports because I'm a Bills fan. And I was like, I, I texted her after, I think this was Sunday night, whatever, or after the game or day or two late. I was like, yes, but we were, I responded to her, but we we're always at the end of these heartbreaking losses. And I wrote, it's always us. And then I wrote Texans 2019 playoffs. Um, Cardinals, Hail Murray 2020 season. Chiefs, 2020 playoff game. I know we lost. It's AFC championship. It's still a heartbreaking loss to lose an AFC championship game, no matter yeah. what happens. Chiefs. Oh no, Buccaneers. OT. Buccaneers overtime. Jermaine Edmonds got smoked. Yes, we came back all the way back in the game and blow that. Chiefs 13 second comeback last year playoffs 2021. Vikings lost today or because I sent it on Sunday 2022. Yep. All the it's time. It's just us. It's, it's just. Always, it's always us. It's always us. And one day it's not gonna be. We'll find out when. I will take all of the terrible losses in the world if we win one ring. I, oh. I'm all for it. I would also be the most insufferable person on the planet Earth. Um, yes. We oh yeah. I already I am, so it would just make it ten times. You are. Time. You do. You do tweet that a lot. I'm, if the Bills win or Sunday or win, you're, I'm going to be insufferable. I was like, okay, Adam. Okay. Yeah. Um, let's go to the comments. Jim's coming in, my guy. What's up, Jim? As always. Um, my girlfriend's coming in. Too many interceptions. Yeah. That's fair. Too many. It's, it's a fair comment. Uh. Jim, I'm not no Jim, no Jim, and no Jim. We're not doing this, Jim. I don't want to hear it. Um, I'm not even. I know he's. I think he's. I know he's messing with us. Play calling on both sides of the ball. Yeah, the play calling is not the best right now on offense. I think defensively, we've missed Jordan Poyer a ton. And Tremaine Edmonds in the second half. Not even Tremaine Poyer. Edmonds. It was Edmonds. That, we missed that, that Alvin Cook run doesn't happen if Tremaine Edmonds is on the field. A lot we, doesn't happen in that game if Tremaine Edmonds. We win the game. If Tremaine or Cam Lewis. He was on. Down. He was on receivers and tight ends like glue all game. It was. Yeah. It was in the making to be one of his best and games as a if, pro. If you don't think Tremaine Edmonds should get a long term extension, then um, get, I stop hope. Off. I hope that you know, that narrative I, is dead. That Tremaine isn't the guy. I haven't seen that it that much to, this year. I haven't seen it that much this year because maybe we're he's too younger than on. the Georgia quarterback, and he's got five years of uh, younger years. than the Tennessee quarterback. Four years. This is his fifth year. Yeah. He's younger than Hendon yeah. Hooker, the Tennessee uh, yes. quarterback. Um, Who, it's Our linebacking yeah. core is so pivotal to the success of our defense that when Tremaine or Milano are out, you have their presence yeah. felt. Tremaine Not only that. Practice today. Yeah. Cam Lewis, uh, all, all respect for Cam and the secondary. They've, they've done everything that they could, and they stepped up and next man up. What we thought we were coming into the year was going to be eventually Trey White, Kair Elam, Jordan Poyer, Micah Hyde. We haven't had any of that. And we're not going to get that. And no. I think we missed Kyrie Elam a ton on Sunday because I think he's really physical. Yes. He's more physical than Dane, who I think is better than him, and he's more physical than Benford. And you, you know what? Shout out to Cam Lewis, right? I, look, I get it. Cam Lewis needs to bat that ball down. I really think he does, and he knows that. He told you that. He played a heck of a game at safety for his first time 
ever playing safety. He's not a rookie who's a safety in college. He's a cornerback that they moved to safety. So shout out to him. Obviously, Poyer practicing today. Awesome. Dude's awesome. a monster. Dude's awesome. a monster. Because he's coming. I think Poyer plays Sunday. I don't think I think they're done with this Poyer sitting out because I think he can play. I think they're being very cautious, obviously. Um and um Andrew's coming and should have traded for Kareem Hunt. No, no, no. That has that that does nothing. For, I don't I, I I get it. I hundred percent get where you're coming from. But what's the point of Kareem Hunt? You you would come on here right now, Andrew. And no offense to you, I'm not criticizing you. You would come on and be like, well, they're not giving the ball to Kareem Hunt. Like I don't I don't think it matters who the running back is. They're not they're not I mean, if, if we're talking them. about if we're talking about trading for a running back, I mean Christian McCaffrey. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Christian McCaffrey. And for some reason, the 49ers gave end of carries to Elijah Mitchell at the end of that game. They for split some... carries with Mitchell and McCaffrey. I don't, I don't know what's going on there. Um, but yeah, I don't think we need uh Kareem Hunt at this point because if they're not even gonna run the ball, what's the point? But they should right. run the ball with James Cook and Devin Singletary. Uh Akeem's coming in. Adam, I think Akeem misses you. Yeah, I miss Akeem too. Dude's a legend. Go text to A A Rich. Say hi. Um, Jim's right. Yeah, sometimes take the check down. There's nothing wrong for check down and letting your skill players make a man miss. That's why we got Naeem Hines. That's why he should be in the game. Singletary is shifty. That dude makes people miss. So is James Cook. Yes. So is James Cook. Why haven't we seen screen passes to anybody yet? It's one thing too. Watching the game, I, I tweeted about it. It was. I think on the first or second drive, uh, again, utilizing the weapons that we have, right? Uh, we had a beautiful ball to Khalil Shakir. Caught this pass. It was great. I yeah. was like, I love the fact that we are getting him the ball. He and then that. he was invisible the rest of the game. Yeah. Is it Allen not trusting his receivers? Is it lack of play calling? It's something, and it has to be fixed ASAP. This is a... Uh... The season it's not falling apart. They're six and three, and it's it's okay. It's okay. Everyone breathe. But you're in a division right now. We'll get to that in about half a second as we get to the comments. That is a little more interesting than I think we all anticipated. Uh, Jim's coming in. Hamlin has been really good. I thought Hamlin's yes. been good, but Tomorrow I think Hamlin need, I think is a stud. You need Hamlin with Poyer. Yeah, it's tough when yeah. Hamlin's with either Jaquan Johnson or Cam Lewis. Hamlin and Poyer is very good duo. I really Hamlin, I, Poyer, I, Trey White, Kyrie Elam with Benford subbing in there. And Dane and Dane Jackson and Dane, but give me that all day. Yeah, give me that yeah. all day. And Kyrie Elam was he was limited at practice today, which is a good sign because he was basically doubtful the whole week. The biggest thing is the illnesses today at practice wasn't great, but their illnesses, I guess. And like Milano, I'm not worried about Milano. He'll play Sunday. I'm, I don't think he's gonna. He's it's probably a flu, so he'll be back. And he knows the system enough to be okay. He'll be okay. I um, think I think that if we were if the Bills were 100% healthy at all positions right now and we were having the same issues, this is an entirely different conversation. Yeah. I'm not, then we're not putting good. all of the blame on the injuries, but if this team were at full health and still doing this stuff, that is a much worse situation than we currently currently are in right now. This team 100% caught the injury bug. The, yeah. I'm not saying I'm, I'm going to blame God here, but God, football God was like, okay, you guys have a chance to win the Super Bowl. Well, screw you guys. We're gonna we're gonna get all the injuries. I'm like, like, like what? Like, come on, man. Uh, Russo didn't practice today. He's probably out Sunday. I didn't expect Russo to be back. They said week when anyone. If you haven't picked up on this, guys, when McDermott says week to week, it's anywhere from two. They're not playing. Four. It's They're anywhere from two playing. to four weeks. So he said week to week. So if we get if he's back for Thanksgiving, that would be awesome. But I expect him to be back the following game after Thanksgiving. That's probably he said. Trey White's day to day, and he's missed the past two games. You gotta get Trey White needs to get back on the field. Uh David Myers is coming on. Adam. 
Smash that like. Dave Myers, the founder of Built in Buffalo. The reason we're talking here, as always. Yeah, smash the like. Comment section is open. Time to get to the division. And I know people are going to want to talk about that. Impact on division. I want to, as I go through, I'm going to give you guys the breakdown of the division really quickly if you don't have it in front of you. As you know what, of course, my computer is being annoying. What's as I'm trying to talk about the division? So, um, at the moment, Miami's in first place at seven and three. The Jets are in second place. So, technically, we're tied. The Jets are second, but they have the tiebreaker because they beat us. We're both six and three. Obviously, we get another crack at them. And then the New England Patriots are five and four. The biggest caveat this weekend is Miami's on a bye, so we can technically win this weekend, be tied with Miami in the win-loss column, minus the tiebreaker, but we do get another crack at them. And the Jets play the Patriots. So the Jets lose, we jump them if we win. And if the Patriots win, the Jets, and the Jets win again, we have the same record as them, we're just tied with them. So it all is going to work itself out eventually. We'll work ourselves out for us. I don't know. But Adam, any concern right now we have in the division? Dolphins 7-3, Jets 6-3, Bills 6-3, New England 5-4. I think before the season started, the the big thing with those teams are, are the Jets have a really good team. It's going to be dependent on how Zach Wilson, how far Zach Wilson can take them. The same thing with the Dolphins. I thought that they had a really solid team and it was going to be how far Tua could take them. Yeah. And the same thing, uh, much less, the, the Patriots do not have a solid roster. No offense to anyone that plays for the Patriots. It's just objectively looking at the AFC East, the Patriots by far have the worst roster. Tua's balling out. Tua's playing really good football. Um, Zach Wilson, when he has good games, it's typically to the tune of no interceptions. If he can manage, like managing the game, uh, mm-hmm. they look really solid, but I still think the bills top to bottom have the strongest roster in the AFC East. And once the injury bug is hopefully done, um, look last year going into the last few weeks of the season, we wound up playing new England for basically the AFC East, right? Um, it was a close we'll forget division about last year. We'll forget about that. Divisions are usually a- not blowout divisions. For We're some- just so used to the Patriots' dominance for 20 years that we think it- when you win the division, you're going to blow them out. It was a tight race last year, yeah, and Josh and Allen was playing well. For some reason, when the Patriots went on their 20-year run of extra- insane division, the Bills, Jets, and Dolphins decided not know how to play football. They stopped being yeah. – uh, nobody Nobody was a good franchise. Nobody knew how to play football. Nobody had a quarterback. Everyone was bad. And yes. we're, just, we're getting teams that are competitive, and you're going to be competitive. And, and it's good for the Bills ultimately. I mean, look at the Eagles, right? They had a pretty cupcake schedule. No offense to them. Pretty. They had a pretty cupcake, cupcake. Schedule. cupcake schedule. The Bills schedule is difficult because their division rivals are good. You want to play and beat the top people before you go into the playoffs so you're not smacked in the mouth by a good team because you're not used to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to have these one-score games that it's gritty and it comes down to some play calling at the last minute. I want to have a divisional rivalry that falls into week 15, week 16, because that's good football. Um, ultimately, I think the Bills are still going to control the division. Um, they still have a chance to win the division. Um, but I'm, I'm happy that it's it's actually a competitive division for once and that the other three teams are good and the Patriots aren't good. If, if the playoffs started today, all four teams in the AFC East would make the playoffs. Before this season started, everyone thought it was the NFC, what was it, West, the, the Raiders, the, AFC, the AFC. Chargers. Yeah. They thought that that was going to be the tough division. Right now, from a from a win loss standpoint, it's worst. looking like the AFC East might be one of, if not the best teams in it's or the, divisions in it's football. The, it's the two Easts. It's the AFC and the NFC East are the two best. Look, 
I'm not worried because we're nine games into the year, ten weeks into the season. But the Bills are gonna have to win some games. Yeah. They're gonna have to win some games. You're gonna have to beat Miami the second time. You're gonna have to. You're gonna have to beat the Jets the second time. I'm not saying you have to sweep the Patriots because I don't know if the Patriots are gonna be there, but I think the Patriots beat the Jets this weekend because I don't think the but Jets... where are the where are the second Dolphins and second Jets games being held? Buffalo. In Buffalo yes. late in the season. And look, it took the Bills playing a horrible game against the Jets, like an absolute horrible game. Like the Bills are like, here we go, Jets, win the game. And they did because we were bad, like really bad. Dolphins game was that weather thing and the injuries, and that was just a crazy game, and we still had a chance to win. Every the Bills have three losses this year, right? They're six and three. Their three losses are combined eight points. Not each game average losing by eight points. Total of eight points they've lost by in three games. They're just not making that one final play. Go back to the Dolphins game. They didn't snap it in time. They didn't get the playoff. They didn't have a chance to make a game-winning field goal. The Jets game, all they had to do was get one stop. And they also had no, 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 no. The Jets game was uh, a Deion Dawkins hold that's not called yeah, a hold 90% of the help. time away from help. a Diggs first down five yards away from field goal range. True. And they also couldn't get a stop on defense at the end of the game. That also didn't help. Um, And then the Vikings game, Cam Lewis not batted it down. Josh Allen fumble at the one-yard line, and Josh Allen forcing the pass. You can name three of those the reason we lost. Look, is it panic time in the division? No. Does it make me a little uneasy and a little like, whew, okay. Does it make me feel like what I felt like last year? Yes. I feel like what I felt like last year. And it worked out in the sense of the division. Um, and I do think, look, you're going to have some head-to-head games. You get the Browns, you get the Lions, you get the Patriots, the next three games. You got to get win those wins. games. You got win first those start games. on Browns on Sunday. We're not, we're not going to go. I was at the Patriots press conference today, and they asked Juwan Bentley today, some reporter, you have three games in the next 12 days, right? How does that like? What do you what are your thoughts on that? He's like, I'm focused on the next game. Yep, you got to win the Browns game, and then you get to Thanksgiving. So you win, you win the Browns game. You're seven three. Let's say that the Patriots lose, they're basically out of the division at that point because they'll have five losses, and it's tough to make up two games on three different teams at that point. I, that'd be really tough, in my opinion, to jump three teams for, in two games. But the Jets, if they win, they have four losses. We already we passed the Jets, so the Jets are behind us once again. And then we'll have the same record as the Dolphins again. It, they'll just have the head to head, and we have a chance to redeem ourselves. And I think the Bills are gonna redeem themselves. I don't know if Miami's gonna come into Buffalo, but it starts on Sunday. You got to win on Sunday. You beat the Browns, we're cool. You lose to the Browns, then we can start panicking, I guess. <laughs> well, well, too, if we if we remember as Bills fans too, there was a stretch last year where we. Uh, it's thought that the sky was falling a little bit. It, it started off with that Jacksonville three, six game or, or whatever it was, the nine, six, the terrible outing. Um, it bled into the absolute shellacking that we took at the hands of Jonathan Taylor scoring 73 touchdowns in a game against us. That and even though we wound up playing well, uh, the Bucks game, the first half, we looked horrendous. There was that three game stretch where we're like, is this team? Okay. Is something wrong with Josh Allen? Are they going to be able to even compete in their division? And everything turned out well. Listen, there's there's continuity in the front office. I am so confident in this world in Sean McDermott, Ken Dorsey, Leslie Frazier. I, I just I trust those men. I trust those men to lead this team to victory. And then we have veteran players like Von Miller, who's been through this circus a million times. I think it's easy to overreact after a crushing, brutal, awful, terrible defeat. 
We are still in the race for the division. Last year, it came down to a late game against the Patriots to win it. No one was really, no one in the NFL anymore really dominate, dominate, dominates their division. We've just been so accustomed to the Patriots 20 years of dominance that we think when you win a division, you have to win by four and a half games. And it's all just riding into the sunset, skipping down the the yellow brick road. But it's going to be competitive and it's going to come down to one of the last games. But the good thing is we have those divisional games at home. Take care of one week at a time. Beat down on the Browns. Let's celebrate with some Thanksgiving turkey and beat down on the Lions and beat the Patriots for your first division win. Yes, yes. I want to be eating turkey as the Bills are trying to blow out Miami, out of Miami, Detroit, um, and after winning against the Browns. But that's enough from the Vikings game because it'll make us go absolutely insane. And then we, we did a Twitter space Monday or Tuesday. Oh, Monday. That would have been a nightmare. We did a Twitter. It wasn't that bad. It was me, Lance, Anthony, Dave chimed in. A-Rich was in there. We were calm. We were all just getting our – thoughts out and the people were talking were fine um just people were asking about like, the play calling of ken dorsey which is a fair i guess a fair point nobody was like oh fire mcdermott and nobody was going there because i think somebody would i think somebody would have kicked them i would have kicked them because i'm not hearing that stuff right now i'm not in the mood for that nobody should be but without further ado as always we're going to give you guys our picasso's player of the game for the best pizza in buffalo it's got to be picasso's Every night is pizza night. Shout out to our sponsor, Picasso's Pizza. So, Adam, who is your Picasso's Pizza player of the game from the Vikings game? Um, For me, it's Stefan Diggs. Uh, I think this season specifically has just really highlighted how valuable Diggs is to this offense. Um, he was kind of overshadowed by Jefferson's ridiculous catch, but man, I'm just so grateful to have Diggs. And and I think for me, he was the player of the game just with how dominant, not only that game, but this season he's been for us. That's a fair one. Stefan Diggs was 12 catches for a buck 28. Obviously no touchdowns at 16 targets. So he was featured a lot. My Picasso's player of the game. He didn't really show up on the stat sheet. Three tackles, uh, one solo, uh, two pass deflections. So that's a huge impact. Tremaine Edmonds. Oh yeah. Tremaine Edmonds. Tremaine Edmonds. First half, Tremaine Edmonds, Picasso's player of the game because he was so good in the first half, and we missed him so much in the second half. He was a major impact with the run, was stopping the pass against the tight ends in Hawkinson and anybody in the slot. And then you saw the gaping hole he gave up in the second half. Uh, the big run to Dalvin Cook. Vikings were trying to be able to move the ball out on offense, especially through the air and, and the run. They were trying to do kind of get in their way. So, yeah, Tremaine Edmonds is my Picasso's player of the game. So, Adam went with Stefan Diggs. I went with Tremaine Edmonds, as always, for the best pizza in Buffalo. It's got to be Picasso's every night. It's pizza night. You guys will see this clip tomorrow morning or tomorrow afternoon on Twitter if you guys miss it, as always. Um, Scott's coming in. Ed Oliver. I thought Ed Oliver had a great day. Um, Looking at his stats right now. He only had two tackles, but he had a solo tackle. He had half a sack and a tackle for loss, but he also had four QB hits. Yeah, he was in the backfield, and I think we needed that from Ed Oliver. I think we haven't seen enough from Ed Oliver this year. Well, we missed we missed a bunch of Ed Oliver this year after the yeah. Rams game. I think he missed the next two or three games. Yeah, injuries. Yeah, injuries. And now he's kind of maybe maybe he's officially back from injury, and we needed a breakout game to get him going because he could be a major impact down the stretch for the Bills. Von James Miller too. Can we just yeah. can we just uh, Von Miller man? What is I, eight sacks on the year right now? Uh, yeah, everyone wanted Chandler right. Jones, and Chandler Jones has got 0. 0.5 sacks. Yeah, I don't Miller's want Chandler Jones. Miller's veteran presence in the locker room. Just 
I love watching that man yeah. work. He is he is a beast. He had a sack, a tackle for loss, and two QB hits on the game against the Vikings. Jim's coming in. Check this out, guys. We're coming a long way. This is our third Thanksgiving game. Yeah. Cowboys in the 2019 season. The Bills got that dub. That was awesome. And then in last year against the Saints, when the Bills were going through that horrible stretch of just being bad, they kind of got right once again with that Saints game. Obviously, that was the day Trey White got injured. So that was a little sorrow night for the Bills, but they did get the victory. So they're 2 0 on Thanksgiving. So maybe we'll make it 3 0 as they travel to Detroit next Thursday at 12. Thursday, uh, 1230. Scott's coming in. I remember when we lost Detroit back in the late 90s on Turkey Day. Yeah, I don't. Scott, I don't either. I, I wasn't alive. Like one, two, maybe three. I wasn't alive. I, I'm a 2000 baby. Uh, 2001 baby. Uh, so a 2000s baby. Uh, um, Scott's could have been Todd Collins. Oh, boy. We're going back here. Todd Collins. Okay. Okay. Scott, you just showed your age. Now, joking, man. Appreciate you coming in as always. I remember one time some guy commented, I don't know if maybe you were on the program and Scott is, I'm old as, <laughs> but I'm old at ASF. You guys at home can figure what he's saying there. Um, But yeah, before we get to the Lions game next Thursday, we got a showdown with the Browns on Sunday, the three and six Cleveland Browns. Adam, give me a key matchup we can talk about that you like against the Browns. I think that, and it's so easy, and I don't mean to do a just a toss-up one. Josh Allen's pissed off right now. Josh Allen knows that he hasn't been playing his best football, and Josh Allen wants to prove a lot of people wrong. Uh, I can see a monster game from him if it's not 17 feet of snow, um, but I really hope to see us kind of reestablish the run game that we had in the first half against um, the Vikings. I'm going to go. My key matchup is going to be Josh Allen versus the world uh, for these next few games as he tries to shut down everyone saying he's a terrible quarterback. Um, and honestly, the key matchup is the Bills versus the Bills uh, with the injuries and illnesses that are going on right now. Uh, the biggest matchup is going to be just like making sure that our guys are on the field and playing football. Um, I think if a snowstorm's in line for Buffalo, maybe we don't see Trey White for another week. Um, but but those are my big key matchups. The Bills versus the Bills and Josh Allen versus the world. Non-traditional here on the Buffalo Blitz. Yeah, and I think if you're Josh Allen, I don't think he needs to have a four-touchdown no-interception game. No. I think he needs to throw no-interceptions, have one or two touchdowns, and the Bills get the heck out of there with a win. That's all that matters. The Bills won 21-10, yeah. Josh Allen threw two touchdowns. I'm okay. I really don't care, especially with the weather. And it's the wind, the snow potential. Obviously, weather changes. But snow's coming in hot in Buffalo. It's coming in hot. Probably starting tomorrow. I think it's starting today. I think it, I think it's, it's already started. started. Yeah. So, which could be a good thing if you're just thinking. I'm not saying it's a good thing because I don't want people to get three feet of snow. I don't want people to deal with that, obviously. That's annoying. That's not great. Talk about in the football terms here. If we're doing with strictly football terms. Um it could be a good thing that the snow gets out of its way and kind of clears. I saw some like weather things on Twitter. I was like, oh, it'll be clear by Sunday. They'll just have to clear off the field. And I'm like, they'll get the clear. They'll, if all they have to do is clear off the field, they'll clear off the field. Um, so I'm not worried about that. I know everyone that's not a fan of each team wants to see a snowball because it's fun to watch. Uh -huh. I don't, I don't want to deal with that. I, I want to win the game. I, I want to win the game. It's harder to win the snowball because I think the I think my favorite the Browns a little more with their two-headed monster with Chubb and Hunt. My one of my key matchups is stop the run. I think the Bills against the Jets and against um, the Packers, they didn't stop the run at all, really, like at all. And the Packers, they got out of there with a victory, and the Jets they did not. The Vikings, they did minus the Dalvin Cook run. That one run, 
because I went back and I said this on the, I did a little quick math when I was on the um, Twitter space. Davin Cook finished on the day with 14 carries, 119 yards and a touchdown. He had 81 yards. My math is right. He had 13 carries for 38 yards outside of that 81 yards. You don't give up the 81 yards. One, you, you win the game, obviously, which is the most important thing at the end of the day. You win the game. Um, two, we're not talking about a run defense that got gashed. And I don't think they did. 13 carries, 38 yards against Dalvin Cook is really good. He just well, it was the same it. thing with Derrick Henry last year, remember? Uh, aside from that one big run yeah, that the yeah. holding wasn't called on Jordan Poyer, we shut down Derrick Henry pretty well. You just can't give up that 81 yard run. Tackle him at the 10. Do something. Because the Bills, like, red zone defense and goal line defense was actually, was actually really good. Like it was yeah. really good. They got a stop in, the, in OT. They held him to a field goal regulation. They stopped him at the one, and we know what happened. And that that play that play is still my most gutted play of the game, I would say, from the Vikings game, because the interception was just my stomach dropped. And I was pissed and went in my room, slammed my door, and I was like, well, I'm not watching anymore. I'm not watching football anymore. Um, but the, the fumble, because I thought we had it, and I was like, Josh, the, the fumble was the most gutted. Thing. And I also don't get why Gabe Davis was on the field on that play. And I get they're trying to do a push. I think Reggie Gill might want to be on the field in there. Um, but that doesn't matter. Well, they've been doing it with Gabe Davis all yeah. year for some reason. He's I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm probably nitpicking there. At that point, Josh Allen and Mitch Morris connect on the snap. The game's over. Oh, that's just that's yeah. the toughest. Why is it? We're going back to the why is it always us? Like why? Cam Lewis knocks down the ball on fourth and eighteen. We win the game too. Yeah, we can never have nice things. Um, no. Never have nice things. But, yeah, you got to stop the run against the Browns. If the, if it's a weather-induced, yes. Even if it's not, if it's just a little windy and the snow's not an impact, the Browns' passing offense isn't good. Look, you have Amari Cooper, who I think who's on my fantasy team, who's like the 13th or 14th best fantasy receiver this year. I think he's been really good and an underrated pickup because they got him for a fifth-round pick. So nice job, Dallas Cowboys, because – Think about that now. I probably would have done that, and that would have been a nice little addition to the Bills. And I think I don't know what the Cowboys were doing, but outside of that, like I, I'm fine with. I think Dane Kair, if he plays, which I think he does. I don't think Trey White does. Probably if he does, he does. It'd be awesome. Ben, for I'm not worried against Amari Cooper. I'm really not. I think that's a fine matchup for the Bills. So make them turn into a passing offense. They're going to sell out for the run. You would think they're going to sell out for the run because. So do we see more? Of three linebackers, do we see more Edmonds if he plays with Milano and Dodson or Bernard, and maybe take Johnson off the field for because they they don't want they don't like to go away from that nickel formation. No, and we've seen it a lot, but this is a team that you know is going to run the ball and they're going to run the ball. Like they're going to tell you they 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 know that everyone knows they're going to run the ball. Yeah, and they're still going to run the ball. It's like everyone knows we're going to pass the ball and we still pass the ball. It's the same thing. So. Do they go to three linebacker sets? They might have to. And maybe they don't. It'll all depend on health, too. I mean, who's going to be healthy for the game? Because right now the injury report doesn't look good with the illnesses, with the players missing time. Uh, So it's really going to come down to weather and who's available to play football. Yeah, I don't think – I think Milano plays. It's not an injury designation. It's a sick – and I don't think it's – I think it's a flu. Um, So I think he'll be okay. Tremaine Edmonds did not practice today, though. But he didn't practice really all last week until Friday. and. He played, but he left the second half. So, and I really think that was the game. If the Bills, if he could have got back on the field, he would have got back on the field. It was just yeah. obviously he couldn't. Jim's coming in, man. Why can't we just adjust? Um, I don't know, Jim. I don't know. I, look, I think we adjust. It's just it's tough with these injuries. Like 
we're, we we like our depth, and I still like our depth, but depth is depth. They're, they're meant to be guys coming for five to six plays. Oh, yank them. Get the starter back in. They're not meant to play game after game after game. That's not depth. Now they're starters. So you're depleted your whole team, and then the depth behind them is not depth anymore. They're third stringers. So your depth has kind of shifted. I think we can adjust. I look, I get it. In game playing with the run defense, like the Bills probably needed to be better there with Dodson or Bernard when Emmons went out. But there's been a lot of guys that we didn't think were going to have to play significant snaps that are playing significant snaps this season. I would really love if our new acquisitions could get more playing time because I was probably a almost a bigger fan of the Dean Marlowe pickup over Naheem Hines, and he hasn't seen the field yet, and it's so upsetting to me. Yeah, they went Cam Lewis at the second safety position over Dean Marlowe. Who knows the system? Who played well with us when he was here in his limited opportunities? So that's not. A, I don't know if that's a great sign if you're if you're in the Dean Marlowe camp. But I need Naeem Hines to get pass catches here. Yes, I don't need yes. to see Duke Johnson getting carries. I didn't. You know what I thought? I thought Duke Johnson was pretty good in the return game. I thought I think he, he had the biggest return that we've had all season was yeah. him. Yeah, I'm fine with that. Cool. Run me Duke Johnson if you want to. He had seven kick returns for 157 yards. He had a 43 one. Yard one, but everything else was tw- he averaged 22 yards per return. Just take the damn touchback, get the ball to 25. I'm so sick of returning them when they don't get to the 20. And, and is it these? Is it these guys are getting those kick returns because Marquez Stevenson is still injured when he yeah, comes he, back? Is he going to get into the fold again? Yeah, do you just I have no idea. Do you activate Marquez Stevenson? But does he really help you? Do we need it? But do- Naheem Hines and Duke Johnson are kind of flip flopping on who's getting the kick returns. Is it going to be the same thing when Stevenson comes back? Is he going to get into the fold too? And didn't they activate him today? <laughs> or he they opened his twenty one day window? They opened up his twenty one day window, so they can have they have twenty one days to activate him to the active roster. He doesn't have to play in yep. twenty one days. It's the same thing with Trey White. Like he would add- play. Duke Johnson would sit. I imagine with the addition what, of Naheem Hines. Wait, Trey White's on the fifty three man roster now, so they would have they would have to actually make fifty three man roster move. Yep. Because Marquis Stevenson, the next 21 days, if they don't want to cut him or get him back, what is it, back on the IR, would it be? I think he's back. Yeah, on the either IR. he's activated to the roster or he's done for the year. So yeah, he's either done for the year or in the next 21 days, you have to activate him to the roster and have to get rid of someone. Yep. Who is that? I don't know. And then maybe, maybe do I know, but do Johnson's not even on the active roster. He was in the practice. He played last week. Or do they activate, but is he on the 53 right now? Mm, that's a good call. Is he, was he a practice squad? He's a practice squad call up. And you know, Probably, I think we get yeah. a handful of those. I don't think he's on the 53. No, I don't think so either. So he's not on the 53. So you don't even release him to get Marquis Stevenson. You no. don't release him. He just goes back to the practice squad. Um, it's like if they had to put if it's like if they had to add Barkley if yeah. Johnson wasn't gonna play. That's the same thing with the with the Duke Johnson. But yeah, we gotta stop the run. The injuries are not fun. I don't think anybody enjoys these injuries. I don't. I don't think the Bills do. I think Sean McDermott's probably frustrated. Uh, Ken Dorsey's frustrated. And I think Leslie Frazier is just, uh, frustrated. But if you go back to the passing offense, right, and I've screened for this, is it time to bring in Odell? Like, do the Bills I, – I didn't put this in the banner. Um, Adam, your thoughts on Odell? Because I, I haven't really heard it. I don't think I've seen you comment on it. Maybe maybe you have, but what are, you, what are your overall thoughts on Odell? I think anytime you can give a top-tier quarterback in the NFL another weapon, that's a net positive for the team, and I don't see any negative consequences to it. Um, I think the biggest thing is going to be the salary cap. I heard that he wanted a long-term contract with big yeah, money, so that's going to be the one thing that's going to hurt him. But, yeah, I'm all I'm all for Team OBJ. I mean, when you look at the game, 
Diggs had 12 targets, like you said, or 12 catches, 16 targets, something yes, along those yeah, lines. Yeah, exactly, right there. Gabe Davis. He had six catches he does have, for 10 targets. He does have big games in there. I, I think OBJ adds another dimension to the offense that's going to help us. Uh, if you look at anyone in the league and you say, hey, here's another weapon for Josh Allen, who at one point is really good at football, would you like that? Yeah, yes. Yeah. Uh, that's why when we were in on, rumored to be in on Christian McCaffrey, I'm like, I'm not a money guy. I don't make the decisions. Adam, would you like Christian McCaffrey on this Bills offense? Yes. Sure. Adam, would you like OBJ on this Bills offense? Yes. Would you like Amari Cooper on this Bills offense? Yes. But what about McCaffrey? Or but what about McKenzie? And what about Shakir? I get that. I'm just give all the weapons in the world to Josh Allen, one of, if not the most talented quarterback in the NFL. Yeah, I'm on Team Odell. I'm on Team Upgrade the Slot. That's just if he's a full, a fully healthy, and that we don't know if he's fully healthy. Reports are saying he is. This just could be his camp trying to leak stuff and paying off reporters to leak stuff. Um, everyone has a price, so that, that could be one of the things. And look, if you're if you're the Bills, you get a fully healthy Odell in the slot. Oh my god, huh. that that, yeah. that that dynamic offense you can create. If you, if you think they pass the ball a lot now. Team running a ball a lot is getting thrown out the window of Odell. I'm not saying it's the goodest, great thing if you just throw out the run if Odell comes, but it just gives you another weapon because it makes Gabe Davis probably your third target. I think Gabe Davis would excel at that yes. aspect. And Gabe Davis has had good games. Well, not um, only that, but we went in earlier about how Dawson Knox was a big red zone threat last year. If you have Stefan Diggs, Gabe Davis, and OBJ in the red zone, Dawson Knox is going to have opportunities. Isaiah McKenzie is going to have opportunities. Yeah. Josh Allen running it's going to have opportunities. Yeah. Odell Beckham is going to have opportunities. Odell Beckham should be a bill if it works financially and he's fully healthy. If he gets I heard a, a rumor the other day that the Giants mm-hmm. and the Cowboys were two of his finalists. But every yeah. day it changes. Yeah, I think it was like us Chiefs Vikings. Not uh, no, not Vikings. Us actually were the Vikings thrown in there once. I feel like I saw the Vikings. Packers, Chiefs, Bills, Cowboys, Chiefs would be a problem. Giants. Chiefs would be really kind of annoying. Um, go to the NFC. If you're gonna go somewhere, not Buffalo. Yeah. But if if he gets a long term contract, then you doesn't you can't blame Brent Bean. The financial system just that doesn't work for us at this moment. No. If you give him one year, two to three million dollar contract. Sign me up for Odell, even if it's two games in the regular season and he plays okay and you just got to get get him ready for the playoffs. Sure, works for me. I'm a, I'm Team Odell. I am Team I'll Odell. I'll buy an Odell Beckham Jr. jersey if he's here for one year. I'll DH get an Odell Beckham Jr. jersey because that's what I'm <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> a nice cheap Odell Beckham Jr. jersey. But, yeah, yeah, I'm Team Odell, and I think the Bills would excel if we get a fully healthy Odell and a Odell Beckham Jr. that is at the right price, because that's obviously yep. an impact. Um, any specifically things you any specific things you think the Bills need to do to get back on track? I know we kind of touched on a couple things, but anything? No, no, nothing. I, I mean, just do the, like I said, we both. went through the same. We went through the same thing last year around the same time. Uh, yeah, good teams peak you, at the right time, and I. You, Feel like injuries and uh, some issues that we're having on offense and defense. I, I firmly believe in the coaching staff and they're going to work itself out. Uh, and I think that we have an opportunity to be peaking at the right time going into the playoffs in four weeks from now, if we're still having this conversation, I'm probably going to be inching towards that panic button, but play your game, do your thing. Like you said, three losses, eight points. That is not getting blown out by 57 and you need drastic changes to the offense. Little tweaks here, little tweaks there, get healthy, and then let's see what this team can do. 
I, I'm trying to find the stat on Twitter. Sean McDermott's record from like week seven to week nine is horrendous. It's awful. Did you see that today? Yes. Yes. Wait, who tweeted that? I'm trying to find this. I'm trying to get. I always look and I can't find it again. But yeah, it's it's terrible. And then all the other weeks, he's like top tier. Yeah. So thank you. So are we out of what are we in week 11 now? Yep. So, but there was a buy mixed in there. So this three week stretch, McDermott's bad. Okay. We're gone. No more. No more. We're in week 11. See you week seven, eight, nine, and 10. Obviously, there was a buy mixed in there. So yeah, good for me. I'm okay. We'll be okay. Hopefully. Knock on wood. Uh, look, I think they just got to be kind of go back to their basics. Watch week one and week two, Phil. What do we do there? Do that. That's yeah. simple. It's not that simple. I know it's easier said than done. I'm not an NFL player. I'm not an NFL coordinator. We're not. And I'm not saying I am. But do that. Go back. And it was. The first half was awesome. The end of the drive, the last drive of the first half was maybe one of the best drives I've seen from the Bills ever. It was so fluid. It was so dynamic. It was passing. It was just moving the ball down the field at a fast rate. What the heck happened? What happened? How different of a conversation are we having now if that hold wasn't called on Deion Dawkins, Diggs catches that ball, we get six yards down the field, kick a field goal, send it to overtime and win against the Jets. How different of a conversation are we having if tie that in, Josh Allen doesn't fumble the ball on the one-yard line. Tie in as well. How different of a conversation are we having um, what was the third uh, uh, against the Dolphins? If yeah, McKenzie catches that ball yeah. two yards further and goes out of bounds, and we kick it, uh, like it's just it's well, not. Let's say the Bills win two out of the three games there, right? Pick yeah. two, you go with that, right? I would say the probably the least likely was probably Miami. I just think because that was just football's insane. a game of inches, and we've been on the unfortunate side of you a have, few of ready? those times. You have one loss right now. You're eight and one, right? People are saying the division's wrapped up at this point. They would say that, and with the Eagles' loss last night. Everybody on national TV, and not saying they're right, and they always just run with the narrative, and they're lazy with their takes usually, but that's what people mostly watch, would say that the Bills the Bills are the best team in National Football League, and it's not close after the Eagles losing because people like to overreact really fast yeah. in yeah. sports. But they would, after Eagles lost to the Commanders last night, they would say the Bills are the best team in the National Football League, and it's not close. That's what would be the – that's what you and I would be – You, my question would be like – is it really close? And we would be like, yeah, the Bills are the best team, but it's closer than we think. That's like would be our conversation because we're not going there yet. But we're on the other side of people in my comment section or my Twitter. Sean McDermott should be fired. Ken Dorsey stinks. Josh Allen's not good anymore. I've had friends text me, are you worried about Josh Allen? I'm worried about the red zone interceptions, but am I worried about Josh Allen? And I'm thinking, I was like, there's every team in the National Football League would take Josh Allen outside of the Chiefs. And even they might. Yeah, but they like Mahomes. I think they would stick with Mahomes. But I think everybody in the National Football League would take Josh Allen. If the Dolphins were, if we offered the Dolphins Josh Allen for Tua, they would take it. The Chargers would take it. The Bengals would take it. The Ravens would take it. The Cowboys would take it. The Eagles would take it. Everyone would take it outside of the Chiefs because the Chiefs, Patrick Mahomes, I think he's him and Josh Allen, the two best quarterbacks in the league, in my opinion. I still think Mahomes is better until Allen gets that ring. That's just my opinion. Agree to disagree. Doesn't matter to me. But everybody would take him outside of one team. So is it time to panic? No. Is it time to win games? Yes. There's a difference. It's not time to panic. Is it time to get your head out of you know what and win a close game 
or just win a game. I don't care if it's close. Just win a game. Get this feeling out of me. I don't want to feel like, you know what I mean? Like, I think, I think there's going to be, I think Thanksgiving has the makings for a blowout game. Cause Allen likes to show up in big spots. And I think against the Lions with like the 32nd ranked defense dome. in the NFL, I could see that happening. In, indoors. But it, <laughs> no weather. We're going to be fine. We're going to be fine. We did this last year at the same time and look what happened. We lost in a heartbreaking fashion, 13 seconds, but it, and you got good leaders in the room. You got guys like Von Miller saying, don't blink. You got Diggs, who's been in the system for a few years. You got Tremaine Edmonds, who's a leader on defense. Like, we're going to be okay. Like I said, if we lose the next four in a row and we come on this, yes, that's time to panic. Yeah, for six and seven, yeah, we got a problem. <laughs> we yes. got a problem. Yes. Right now, we're good. We're good. <laughs> we're fine. For six Three. and seven, we got a problem. Um, yeah. If Von Miller said, I don't know when he said it, he says he's not worried and he's okay. Then I'm okay. Yeah. But like I said before, I said it's 10 seconds ago, I'm not panicking, but it's time to win some football games. There's a difference between panicking and the season's falling to telling the team, okay, enough of this. Go win some games. Let's go. We got it. We're good because yeah. we know we can. We're all set. It's all good. Okay. Without being due, we're going to end the show as always with our game predictions. Um, appreciate everyone that's tuned in. Apple Podcasts tomorrow, Spotify tomorrow, or wherever you get your podcast as always. But game predictions. Predictions, Adam. We're going to start with you. Give me your Bills Browns score prediction. Uh, I think it's going to be thirty-two seventeen Bills. I think we're going to get on the right track. Allen's going to have a dominant game, and the Browns are going to score in garbage time to make the game seem much closer than it actually was. So thirty-two seventeen. That's that's what you're going with. What's the spread at right now? Like seven? I think it is. Probably seven. Oh, you know what? I'll, let's look it up as I'm as I'm surfacing through. What's what's your guess on the spread right now? Uh, five and a half. Five and a half. I feel like I feel like you sound right. You sound like you know what you're talking about right there. You sound and I. Oh my god! I'm trying to do one thing and it won't let me do one thing. Okay, thank you. you Give me one thing. Uh, according to ESPN. Oh my god, it's eight. Oh, it's a lot of points. Yeah, it's a lot of points. Um, it's a lot of points for a Bills team that everyone's saying is done. Yes, it's a lot of points. So maybe trust Vegas a little bit. But I look, eight points is a lot. I'm gonna go Bills twenty four, and I'm gonna go Browns thirteen. I think the weather has an impact on the offense, and it should. But we're both saying to, we're both saying pretty much a multi score win. Yeah, I think eleven's fair. I think the Bills get back on track, and I think the Bills defense is like, you know what? Let's go, let's go, guys. And have you have you seen that stat? I, I'm gonna get the numbers wrong, and I think you've seen it. Jordan Poirier plays. The Bills average. Give, when oh. he doesn't play, they give up around like 24, 23 points a game right there. When he plays, they give up around 12, 13, 14 points a game. He's going to play Sunday. He practiced today. I, I don't. I wouldn't expect him. Get the brace on. Let's go hit some guys. So if he yeah. plays, Bills give up around 13 points. I like it. I like the Bills 24, 13. I don't think this is a Josh Allen like, oh, five touchdowns back in the MVP race because I couldn't care less about the MVP. I really do not care about the MVP. I care if Josh Allen's healthy and the Bills are humming when it comes to playoff time. Because I and I if you I think if you ask Josh Allen, he'd be like, Yeah, who gives a damn? If you actually personally sat him down and be like, Josh, do you care about the MVP? No, he would be like, I want to win the Super Bowl, which is the right answer. And I agree. MVP's cool. Yep. Give me the Super Bowl MVP. That's more important to me. You can I'd rather have five Super Bowl MVPs than five super MVPs. That's I think anybody would say that. So I don't think this is a four or five touchdown Josh Allen game. So sorry for your fantasy owners if you're expecting that. This could be a one to two touchdown game from Josh Allen, but the Bills get back on track. They feel you're feeling good. The Bills are winning, and you go into Detroit in an indoor stadium, no weather, where the Bills can maybe unleash 
their offense once again, where you have that three to four touchdown passing game from Josh Allen. So I like 24-13. You like a little more points. Jim's coming in 23-7. So, Jim, you and I agree with the point total. Basically. Oh, Jim. Wow, Jim, you like some defense, man. Ooh, the Bills want to shut up the critics. That's giving up seven points is is good because I don't know a lot of teams that give up seven points in the National Football League. Um, so, yeah, but, yeah, we both have the Bills winning, and I do think not like 24-13, 32-17, both covering the spread. We're not saying take the spread. We're just saying they're <laughs> both covering the spread. Um, Adam, appreciate you coming on tonight, my man. As always, always fun to sit down and talk with you. Where can everyone find your social media, your work, and all that jazz? Yeah, so you can follow me at Adam's Take 3 or Primetime Adam on Twitter. Um, come tell right me I'm wrong there. with all my opinions. I will love it. Follow me. Uh, you can find me on Facebook at Adam or Adam's Tech. Um, and then I write for A to Z Sports Buffalo, uh, A to Z Sports.com. We cover about 13 NFL teams. So check out the work that I do covering the Bills. It would mean the world to me. But yeah. Yeah, guys, make sure you guys follow Built in Buffalo as always. Facebook, new YouTube channel, Twitter. As always, Instagram is one of our main sources. Follow me on Twitter at DBICPeter. I'll be back next Wednesday, hopefully. Um, I know it's the day before Thanksgiving, so I'm going to try to sort some things out. I think I'll be back next Wednesday. I'll let you guys know social media-wise and Built in Buffalo-wise. But if I'm not back Wednesday, hopefully you guys have a great Thanksgiving. As always, you can find us anywhere on social media. Jim's coming in. I appreciate it. Great show, my guy. The both of you go Bills. Go Bills, Jim. Go Bills, yeah, baby. Hopefully the Bills come away Sunday. If you guys missed this episode, you can always rewatch it on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitter. If you don't want to do that, you're driving to work. There's no commercials. You can listen on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcasts. If somebody wants to give me a commercial and pay me for a commercial, maybe I'll put a commercial. But I, I don't sell out. So no commercials as always. So podcast, wherever you get your podcast, you guys can listen to this. Follow me on Twitter. Follow everything Built on Buffalo. Follow Adam on Twitter. He What do you, what do you have, 13,000 followers on Twitter now? Uh, I think almost 12. 12? Okay. Okay. Bill Buffalo just said 13,000 followers on Twitter. That's mm. what it was. Okay. We're like 65K right now on Facebook. So let's keep Ooh. going, boys. Let's keep going. Make sure you follow everything Built in Buffalo. Built in Buffalo News.com. Buffalo Blitz next Wednesday. Merch shop, as always. You can get the Buffalo Bills sweatshirt, t shirt, stickers, mugs, anything. I don't know. Whatever. Buffalo Blitz. So that'd be awesome, as always. Hopefully the Bills get away with the win on Sunday. Hopefully Adam and I are right with the score by the end of the day. If the Bills get a win, I don't care about my score prediction. As long as they get the win, as always. Once again, guys, Buffalo Blitz. Have a good night and go Bills.